Okay, guys, we're picking up on uh, the top of um, Yidim Abet, right? We're talking about this issue of uh, these things that were Kaharim HaTluyim B'Sa'ara, right? Mikra Mu'at Halachot Merubot. And the way the Gemara seems to be approaching that phrase in the Mishnah is that there is some element of the of these particular halacha that don't really have scriptural source, which is kind of strange. Right? We have to be able to admit, it's a little bit strange. The Mishnah makes it sound like the issue is that there's very little scripture about this topic, and there's lots of details about the topic. And the way the Gemara is approaching it is almost a little more minimalistic. Like, okay, like of course it's talking about this topic, but there are some halacha that are missing. So for instance, for Shabbat, it was like, oh, Malacha Machshavah. Now, Malacha Machshavah is a bigger issue, but nonetheless, it's not like all of Hilcha Shabbos is Malacha Machshavah, Okay, now we get to Chagigot, so we'll say as follows. On the second line, Yudim Abed. Chagigot says, Mikhtav Ktivan. What do you mean, Chagigot? That, it is written. We do have things. Rashi says, Kedamrina Lael, Mivachagotem Oto. Mivachagotem Oto Chag Lashem. That's the word Chag. That's a Chagiga. Rashi says, Lo, Tricha, Lekedam Amrle, Rapapala Abaye. It's necessary to say this for the element of the thing that Rabbi Hoppe says to abide. From where do we know that this positive refers to Zvicha, refers to a korban, meaning the korban chagiga? Maybe God's simply saying, have a celebration, right? Have a chag. But if that was the case, when it says that Moshe, when Moshe goes to uh, to Paro in last week's parsha, it says we're going to go out to the desert and we should quote unquote celebrate. And then that also then then that also should be a, a reference only to um, uh, having a celebration and not actual korbanot. And if you say, well, yeah, maybe that's exactly what Moshe was saying to Paro. But it says, But Moshe says to, uh, to Paro, you should also give us Zvachim Velot. So clearly, there's Korbanot there uh, as well. As well. So, if that's the case, again, so our Papa is saying to Abaye again, that the Chagotem is, uh, is, uh, is uh, what's it called? So we'd say the idea is that you might suggest this is the point, right? That you might have suggested that uh, the chagiga is simply a celebration. So what we're learning is that's actually a um, it's actually a um, korban. Mara says, but maybe this is what God is saying to the people. Right? Just uh, eat and drink and uh, have a celebration in front of me. Okay, again, more simcha. Maybe that's it. They look at Rashi here. The high zvachim dekra lav shlamim ninu ela bezavach the basar lechol. Maybe the zvachim, I mean not the olot, but I guess the zvachim part. Maybe the idea there is just eat and drink. Meaning, like, so the zvachim is basically a barbecue, right? You should have like you have meat and have a great time with a celebration. Whereas it's low sakadach. Don't think that because it says v'loyalim chelav chagi ad boker. Because part of the description is, it says that the chelev chagi, that the chelev of my chag, okay, so the chelev is the forbidden fats. And the chag is presumably the chagiga here. The halacha is, you can't leave those fats over till the morning. You have to burn them overnight. Um, if you think this just means uh, have a celebration, does uh, the chag have tarba? Tarba means uh, fat, like these fats, the chelev. Does it really have that? So, it can't really mean this. It must really mean the actual korban. Okay? 
Gemara says, um, maybe this is what the Torah is telling us, that the that the chaylev that is coming at the time of the Chag shouldn't stay over. Meaning, the idea would be that uh, fundamentally, what we're saying here, I think, right, is, fundamentally is that we don't have to bring a korban, and all we're saying is that that chaylev that is coming at that time, that's what the idea is, that chaylev from those, like, the food that you're eating at that time, that you shouldn't leave overnight. Gemara says, yeah, but Elamayatov, if that's the case, habab is man chagu dulo yalin, had the kolashana kula yalin, what then only fat, like certain, uh, this halacha of not leaving fats, or the forbidden fats overnight, it only applies to certain time during the year? That seems a very bizarre idea, that this halachic limitation, right, this iser, would be only, like, limited to very particular times, because the, the again, because the, the issue is that you have, if it's not actually a korban, right, it's just a timing thing, so why would you have forbidden fats that have to be burned in a mizbeach for certain times of the year and not other times of the year, that doesn't seem to make a lot of sense. So Gemara says, so kol halayla ad the buzzer says, all night until the day. Okay, meaning that is an indication that Korbanot in general might have to have this uh, iser of not leaving the fats overnight and not just limited to a particular time. Okay, so Gemara says, well, Dilma, maybe I could say as follows. If I use that Pasuk, though, I could say, no, the different Psukim are for different purposes. One Pasuk is for an is what we call an Isser Ase, and one's for the love, the negative commandment. Meaning, the idea would be that you could have different Psukim, and they're not telling us different laws, necessarily. It's just sort of like doubling down on the Isser. You can have the love, right, the negative commandment, and you can have the, pro- the, the prohibition that comes from a positive commandment of Kol Halayla Adabu. Okay, Gemara says, um, I lost my place, sorry. The love, the Gemara says, yeah, but if it's a love, cut of Krachin, Achrina, there's another positive which says, Velo Yalin Min Habasar Shertizbach Be'erif Bayom Harishon Laboker. You shouldn't leave over from the meat that you that you uh, offer at night uh, on the first day in the morning. You can't leave it over to the morning the next day. So again, we don't need the extra love. Again, the Gemara just going back, back and forth here, so it's all complicated here. But the point is, the Gemara is going back and forth and saying that whatever suggestions you're making don't seem to carry through based on the other psukim and the other evidence we have. Gemara says, well, maybe the extra pasuk of the law is just an extra pasuk, and we have two negative commandments and one positive commandment. So again, so it's like tripling down. Gemara says, well, ella atya midbar midbar. Um, but rather, we say no. We actually have a gzera shava of midbar midbar. What does that mean? It says over here, again, right, by the case of, again, with Moshe going to Paro, they should celebrate with me in the Midbar. And it says in Amos, have you brought me Zvachim and Mincha in the desert? Now, that, those Tsukim, right, through that Zerashava, shows us Malahalan Zvachim, Afkan Zvachim. That those Tsukim indicate that just as over there it's talking about Zvachim, meaning in Amos, Sosoti here also, we're talking about Zvachim, again, meaning Korbanot. So the point is that we have a Pasuk already, finally, we should conclude that we have a Pasuk that seems to indicate that we have to have a Korban. Chagiga. So, what does it mean, right? The Gemara says, So then what does it mean in the Mishnah that says that Chagiga are like mountains hanging by a hair, right? The idea of mountains hanging by a hair sounds like it doesn't really have that much of a source in the scripture, but we see it does have a source. 
So Gemara answers, Divrei Torah, Midivrei Kabbalah, Lo Yalfinan. That you can't, because the Pasuk of Hazrachim Mincha is from Amos, which is Divrei Kabbalah, right, which is uh, from the, from the Nevi'im, so the truth is, we can't derive Divrei Torah from Divrei Kabbalah. That's what Gemara is saying. So th- because of that, that limitation warrants the description of Keharim Hatluyin Besara. Okay. So again, just a quick uh, to uh, to review quickly. Well, this is what we're sort of doing before. We're going to do it again. Is the question the Gemara asks about this type of thing? The Chagiga is why does the Misha refer to it as Keharim Hatluyin Besara with Mikra Muat Bahalachot Murubot? When, after all, we seem to have explicit psukim that indicate you have to bring a korban chagiga. That's not like mikra muat. That's like, that's all it is. Like, that's the puzzle that tells you this. What are you talking about? And the answer is, well, it really wouldn't have been obvious at all on its own. There's lots of different explanations why we may, or different psukim even, that may, uh, that may have been able to <coughs> be explained differently. Finally, we have, we have this Gzera Shavar from Amos, and what we're able to conclude is, even though there is this Pasuk, nonetheless that Pasuk is lacking something because it's different Kabbalah as opposed to different Torah, and that's what warrants the explanation of this, uh, the, the terminology by the mission. Okay. Now, moving on, we're going to start talking about Me'ilot. Now, we're going to have to get stuck in the middle of this uh, uh, today, and we'll continue it tomorrow. Okay, the, for Me'ilot, for this sugi, you have to understand two things. Me'ilot means, right, misusing consecrated items. When you take an item that was consecrated to the Beit HaMikdash, it was made hektesh, and you're going to use it for your own purposes. Okay, that's what Me'ilot is. Now, two, thing, two things about uh, this sugi. One is that Me'ilot is the, the, the technical violation of Me'ilot, interestingly, for the Asha Me'ilot, is only done by Shogig. Okay, it only works Bishogi, the technical violation. Doing something amazing certainly is bad, but the technical violation of Me'ila is Bishogi. That's going to be relevant here. You'll see how. The second is the general principle, which you call Ein Shaliach Lidvar Avera. Ein Shaliach Lidvar means you're not able to send a Shaliach to do an Avera on your behalf. Why? So the Svara is, you say, Divrei Harav, Vidivri Hatamid, Divrei Mishomim. You have to have the words of the master and the words of the student. Who am I supposed to listen to? We're clearly supposed to listen to the words of the master. What does that mean? It means if Hashem gave us a mitzvah, okay, and I to ask uh, my friend Reuven to go do an Avera on my behalf, Reuven should say to himself, wait a second, Krohn just asked me to do an Avera, but Hashkadosh Baruch Hu has told me not to do that Avera, so I'm not going to do that Avera. If I choose to do the Avera, that I'm not just, you can't, I can't blame Krohn for asking me to do it. I, I have to have to face a responsibility from Hashem because, you know, because I have to recognize that there's more of a responsibility to Hashem. So that's what we say, ain't shaliach Okay, let's see what it says here. So again, in Me'ilah, it says, Mechtav Ketiba. Same question. We have Pesukim about Me'ilah. What are you talking about? So what case is being left out by the Mishnah that the, that the Mishnah talks about it as mountains taken by hair? So, It's necessary for the following teaching in the Mishnah. Okay, this is kind of a famous case in Me'ilah because it sort of highlights a lot of things about Me'ilah. It says, Okay, so this is, that's a Baal Habayit sends a Shaliach to go do something. Rashi says, maybe to buy something with hektesh money, let's say, okay? So the Shaliach fulfills the Shlichut. He fulfills the Shlichut. So let's say he goes to the store to buy, I don't know, uh, uh, no, an apple. Okay, he goes to buy an apple and uh, he purchases the apple, but he used, you know, hektesh money for that. Who's responsible? The Baal Habayit, the person who sent him. Kind of a shocking idea. Okay? If he didn't do what he was supposed to do, okay, and I guess maybe he bought something else. He didn't buy an apple, he bought an orange. So, then the Shaliach himself did the Me'ilah. And the Gemara says, But if he did the Shlichut, why did he violate Me'ilah? Can this one sin and this one be liable? Meaning, who who ultimately ended up using the Hektesh money to buy the apple? It was the Shaliach. 
right? And we know So why should this guy is sinning and the other guy, the Baal Habay, should be Chayav? Why should he be Chayav for the actions of the Shaliach? So Gemara says, Ah, oh, so you see, that is the idea of the mountain hanging by the, th- by the by the hair, right? That's a new idea that you can be chayav, even though generally we say when it comes to Mila, we wouldn't say that. Okay, so I'm a rubber. Rubber says, hold on, umay kosha. What's the difficulty here? I'm not sure I understand the difficulty. Why is it so difficult to understand that we have to uh, revert to that phrasing? Maybe me'ila is simply a different idea. I mean, we apply different halacho to me'ila, because we have exerah shavi, we can derive chet chet from the halacha of truma. What does that mean? Mahatam shlucho shaladun kamoto. Just as over there when it comes to the case of truma, shlucho shaladun kamoto, meaning I can send somebody else to separate truma on my behalf, and it works. Afkan shlucho shaladam komoto. Here too, I can say shlucho shaladam komoto. Meaning, it's a, it's basically exera shav. It's exera dekatuv. That meila is an exception to the rule. Just like truma has shlichut, meila also has shlichut. Aye, but meila is an avera, whereas truma is a mitzvah. Doesn't matter. That's how that. That's how the exera shav works. That's what Rabbi suggests. So Ella Rama Rabbi, so Rabbi says, forget that case. I'll give you a different situation, which is a new idea, rather than Shalech and Shalech of our very case, that we can explain to the Gezer Shabbat. We can explain that based on, um, for the following teaching in the Brayta. It says, Let's say they weren't aware, right? We said that. The whole thing is based on Shogeg and Mi'ilah. So let's say the Baal Habayit remembers after he sends the Shaliach, right, to go buy this apple, let's say at the store, he remembers that the money that he sent him with is uh, hectic money. But the shaliach does not remember, or it's not just because it's unaware. So the halacha is shaliach ma'al. The shaliach did the me'il in that case, because since the, the, the balabayad is not in the status of shogig anymore, and the, and the shaliach is, so in that case the shaliach is ma'al, even if he does exactly what the balabayad said to do. So Kamar says, what do you mean? Shaliach on your mic, but the poor shaliach, what did he do? He says, ah, you see, that's again, after Rabbi says, that's a harin in the the idea that we blame the shaliach, even though the Baal Habayit uh, could have been more to blame. Let's say. Okay, so Amor Ravashi, Ravashi says, what are you talking about? My kosher, again, what's the difficulty there? Maybe that's just, it's not, that's not such a new idea. Right? Maybe it's just similar, it's similar to the case of Moti Maut Hektesh Chulan, somebody who uses Maut Hektesh, the money of Hektesh, for Chulan purposes, for non sacred purposes. Let's look at the Rashi. Midi Dahava, a Sha'ar Komoti and Maut Hektesh Chulan Bishogeg Shimalu. Right? Why? Why is it any different than anybody else who uses Hektesh money accidentally? The Shaliach wasn't aware that it was Hektesh money, and he bought the apple. Isn't that the story of every single case of Me'ila, basically, where you're not aware that that money was Hektesh and you used it? That's exactly what we say. Me'ila is always. We just said Me'ila is always about shogeg. So Allah Amar Ravashi lo nitzra Allah chadinat. So it's necessary, uh, rather, for the following teaching of the Mishnah. Natal even okora shal hektesh hareze lo maal. Nitanal chaviro hu maal v'chaviro lo maal. Okay, what's the case? It says as follows: A person picks up a stone or a beam that is hektesh. Okay, picking up that stone or that beam hareze lo maal. You're not in violation of Mi'ila at that part, at that point. But Nitanalachavirov, if you give it to your friend, Huma'al, he, the one who picked it up and gave it over, is doing Mi'ila, and the friend is not doing Mi'ila. Rashi says, Huma'al, the Kaman Shinitanam lo, once he gave it to this other guy, Hotian Miyad Hekdesh that act of giving to the other person is also removing it from its sacred status to a non sacred status, and that is problematic. The Chaviro Loma'al, 
the chol she yaseh Whatever the friend wants to do it in afterwards, there's no me'ila. Because the, the moment where it was misused was when it was transferred as a hektish item to the friend. Okay? Now, Gemara says, Michtei, look, let's see. Mishkal Shakla, he picks it up. Mali who? Mali Chavero. What difference does it make to me whether it's him or the friend? Meaning, ultimately, who's going to be using the item is the friend. So what's going on here? Okay? So Gemara answers, uh, says, excuse me, this is, uh, who told me, said Ravashi? Yeah. So that, again, that's, I think that's the Harin Atulim Basara, this idea. It's sort of hard to explain why this should be, that you're not in violation, that you're in violation and not the friend. That's Harin Atulim Basara. That's the unclear thing. Let's just do one more line. Umay Kushi, the Gemara says again, but what's the difficulty? Dilma Kedish Shmuel. Maybe it's like a Shmuel himself says. Da'amr Shmuel. Hacha Bigizbar Hamisurot Lo Avni Binyan Askinan. Tekol Hecha Damancha Bershuda Didei Mancha. Maybe the guy who picks up the stone or the beam, he maybe he's the Gizbar. Maybe he's the treasurer of the Beit HaMikdash. And therefore he has the right to deal with all these different sacred items, right? You can't say, for example, if you are the, you're the one in charge of all the sacred items of the Beit HaMikdash. So you can't reorganize, you can't move things around. Like, of course, if you're allowed to move things around, you're allowed to pick things up because you're going to have to do that sometimes. So he has the right to do that. So maybe this guy, this Baal Habayit, right, who, uh, quote unquote, right, who uh, picks up the item, so that was permissible for him to do that. But the big issue was, um, again, so wherever he wants to put it down, he can put it down. One second. Uh, but the bottom line is, but he, so for him, for the Gizbar, the, the act that is sort of the, uh, the, the, the prohibited act is the transfer. It's giving it over. The Gemara was asking, what's the difference between this guy picking up the item and this guy picking up the item? Either way, picking up an item that is hectish and you're intending, let's say, to use it for something else, what are you doing picking up the item? You shouldn't be touching the item. It belongs to the Beit HaMikdash. So Shmuel says, yeah, but if that guy who's picking up the item is the Gizbar, he has a right to pick it up. So it is, there is a big difference between him picking it up and the friend picking it up. Him picking it up is totally permissible, but transferring it is problematic. And that will be the situation. So if that's the case, it's not such a big chiddush. And again, if it's not a big chiddush, why, again, is the Mishnah calling this Kaharin Hatulim Besara? So I'll leave with that question, and hopefully tomorrow we'll be able to resolve it. <laughs>